Welcome to the Variety Hour, where local leaders talk Memphis. Listen to you, move your mouth. I bet you come from way down south. Now don't tell me, let me guess. You from the town that I love best. Talk Memphis, I wish you would. Talk Memphis, you sound so good. Talk Memphis, high on the bluff. I swear I can't get enough. Listening to you talk that stuff. Talk Memphis. Welcome to Talk Money. And now here's your host, Jim Shoemaker. And good morning and welcome to Talk Money. Talk Money, as you know, is about insurance, stocks, bonds, retirement, estate planning, and in, you know, whatever you want to talk about, everything financial. Our guests bring their insights and perspectives about their topic of expertise. Remember, planning is not, as I always say, not about the plan. It's about the results. Stocks rise, of course, as you know, in the last couple of weeks, and it continues to rise despite the rising political uncertainty that we keep coming out of Washington. Solid corporate earnings has helped equity prices advance. We like to see that. Apparently, investors are unbothered by signs that monetary policy has been growing tighter and the chances of anything coming out of Washington for his fiscal policy, fiscal stimulus, is just unlikely to happen in 2017. With that said... Investor confidence has improved, and as I mentioned earlier, corporate earnings continue to be the key ingredient needed to keep the bull market alive. As I always say, though, remember, keep your politics out of your investments. Something to think about. The worst performing month for the S&P 500 since 1992 has been August The heat of August, I guess that's what it has to do. A lot of vacations time. That's what's going on. And the best, some some people think it's December, but that would be incorrect. It is April. But remember, past performance is not an indication of future performance. For those of you who have been friendly, you know, you had you had that you've been real friendly with your teller machine. I just thought you you know might want to know that the automated teller machine is fifty years old. This week, 50 years old, thanks to Barclay Bank. That's, uh, it's hard to believe that. You know, 50 years ago, we started using the famous teller machine. Today's program, uh, have you come to a place, you know, where you think about this, where you need counseling, whether it's financial counseling, marriage counseling, or are you stuck in a situation and you can't figure out a solution on your own? Well, that may be talking to you. The relationship between money and marriage and what happens when you don't agree and how to spend your money? Well, I've got Terry Hurt of Shoemaker Financial and Jamie Fish, a marriage counselor and pastor at Bellevue Baptist Church, and we're going to help you understand how to ask for help. And then what are some of the questions? So I want you to stay with us because when we come back, there'll be Terry Hurt and Jamie Fish. I'm Jim Shoemaker. You're listening to The Voice, KWAM 990 and FM 107.9. This is Talk Money. We'll be right back after this. Podcasts of Talk Money are available in the iTunes store. Just search Shoemaker Financial. We'll be right back with more Talk Money after this. 
Are you aging? Well, I am. This is Mac Bailey from the Bailey Law Firm. As we age, our concerns and needs change. An updated estate plan will give you peace of mind regarding your family and your future. Your will is about your wishes and not always about your wealth. What are your wishes? Please call us at 901-843-2760 or visit us at thebaileylawfirm.com. Again, this is Mac Bailey from the Bailey Law Firm telling you that today is the youngest you will ever be. Let us help you with your estate planning, elder law, and probate needs. It's what we do. You're listening to Talk Money. Jim Shoemaker and Terry Hurt are registered representatives and investment advisor representatives of Securing Financial Services Incorporated. Member FINRA, SIPC, Shoemaker Financial is independently owned and operated. And now here's your host, Jim Shoemaker. And welcome back to Talk Money. It's brought to you in part by the Bailey Law Firm. Estate planning, elder law, and probate planning for all generations. And we appreciate Mac Bailey and the law firm and all the guys down there that do such a great job. Give them a call. Uh, They are are definitely experienced and know what they're doing. Well, let me tell you this. You know, when you think about a program, here's something that that we kind of... We, we see the fairy tales. I watch, was watching with my granddaughter the other day a particular fairy tale, and this is kind of what I thought. The illustration, of course, that you see there is the woman. She's a beautiful lady, you know, but she's going to wait uh, for that uh, time when she is really going to be rescued by her prince. And uh, that's kind of that attractive guy. He's on a big horse, and uh, he's filthy rich. Well, in reality, that's not what happens. At least that's what my wife tells me, that that's not what happened in her life. Uh, I didn't have the horse. Everything else was there. I just didn't have the horse. But what we're talking about, when you think about marriage, when you think about spending a lifetime with someone, you need to make sure that partners, both of you, work together to make, manage, and invest your money. Well, it doesn't always work as smooth as you would like to think about it. In fact, relationship between money and marriage and what happens when you don't agree, that's the subject of today's program because we know in the financial planning business that it doesn't happen. My guest, Jamie Fish, pastor in and marriage counselor at Bellevue Baptist Church, and Terry Hurt, one of our very good financial planners at Shoemaker Financial. Guys, welcome to the program. Thank you, Jim. Thank you. Good morning. Well, let me ask you this, Terry. Let's start with you, because, uh, you know, the, I mean, we were watching this program, and I don't remember what it was. And, and you know, we kind of have this tendency. Here's my uh, my 10-year-old granddaughter and my grandson, and we're watching it. And it is about this idea that, you know, hey, if you wait and you marry this person, this person is going to be just the greatest thing that happens. But, uh that's, you know, blaming that love is going to just absolutely take care of everything. That's not the way it works. Well, Disney's really done a number on our <laughs> girls, haven't they? I and have, our guys, by the way. <laughs> I have four daughters, so I know that fairy tale very yep. well. Mm. Uh, well, I think, you know, everybody knows that marriage is really, you know, about love, of course, and that's what starts it. But in the end, it's really more about compromise and really keeping that communication line open to be able to discuss every aspect of your marriage. And love is really just one of those aspects. But it's a very important aspect. It's an important aspect. So let's talk about that. Jamie, from your perspective, when people end up in your office as a marriage counselor at church, I mean, and I know, you know, the sad thing about it is you guys are not sitting there anytime twiddling your thumbs. No, no, no. Waiting for people <laughs> to walk through the door. You're busy all the time. Obviously, uh, and marriage is what we're talking about, and a lot of times it has to do around finances. What happens there? 
Well, I, I think as Terry was saying, the, the mindset of, of a fairy tale comes into play and it starts in, in premarital counseling. People come in and they have expectations and, and uh, that everything's going to be fine. And so when you start addressing things that they're going to face, a lot of times they're not willing to listen. It just kind of goes over their head or in one ear and out the other because they don't believe it's going to affect them because they're so much in love. They're so much in love. Yeah. And that's, that is that mindset of a fairy tale to some degree. And um, how do you help them wake up? I mean, because as we talked about in kind of going through the program and thinking about things, marriage is hard work. Yes. And it doesn't just, you know, I've been married 45 years, and, and I can tell you it doesn't just happen that you stay married for 45 years. You work at that. And, uh, you know, we went through marriage counseling, and I guarantee you we were glassy-eyed. Uh, so what, what's, what is it? What, is, what are you looking for? How do you help a person wake up? Well, the beautiful thing about premarital counseling is sometimes you build a relationship, and then they trust you, and they'll come back when they have problems. That's good. And uh, I, I just try to help them see they, they're going to have to come together, find common ground, find a, a starting place, and, uh, and agree on some things as they move forward. You know, Terry, when you sit down with someone in your practice, you know what you're looking for. I mean, a couple who's who's enjoying some peaceful. I mean, they're really doing good, working together financially. What are you finding is the thread there? What is what is what is really working for them? What's really working for them is they have communication lines open. Uh, most people that are in that circumstance have actually sat down and discussed their goals and their objectives and the timelines for these goals. For example, you know, do you want your children to go to private school? Do you want them to go to public school? And what is that going to take? And most of these couples have sat down and formulated a realistic budget that they can live and die by. So what you're saying is then, then they're, they're not only they're working together, even though they're coming from a diverse background, they have spent the time either in premarital counseling or they're working together as a young couple where they're going, I've got shared values. I appreciate what my partner's thinking. Uh, maybe I went to private school. She didn't or she went to pri- whatever. But you're saying the diverse viewpoint, the diverse background, the communication is what they're working together to to build that relationship so that what may be different becomes less difficult to deal with. Correct. And, you know, just because you can doesn't mean you should. And I think that, you know, making sure that everything's in check, you agree. You have the same value system. You're, you're working towards the same goals to have a better life, not just now, but in the future. Jamie, do you find that during that premarital counseling state that the diverse background that we're talking about here is so uniquely different from couples today that that you can see i mean do you i mean you've been doing this a long time do you do you ever want to say to somebody you may want to rethink this i mean oh absolutely what do absolutely. you do with that how do you deal with that well it's um you know just a, a basic biblical principle yeah. in miss 3 3 unless two walk together how can they be in agreement and so um i believe that uh, they've got to you know kind of take a step back uh work together find a common ground and uh and then make a, a strategy that works for them. And, uh, you know, I've had people that have come in and, uh, it's just a simple thing, but they, uh, were getting a big tax return mm-hmm. and that was a blessing. But the problem was, is they had already spent it two times, two different directions <laughs> and they, and they were mad at each other and the money hadn't even come in yet. Yeah. So that's just an example of, 
you know, how two visions create division, and then all of a sudden we've got big problems because we've got big hole. Well, that you know, you, you hit on something, and if you just tuned in, I am talking with Jamie Fish. He's a pastor and marriage counselor at Bellevue Baptist Church, and Terry Hurt, one of the best shoemaker financial planning. She's actually a very sharp young lady doing a great job doing uh, working with couples. And if you'd like to talk to her or to Jamie, I'll be glad to give you those telephone numbers here later on in the program. You're listening to KWAM 990 and FM 107.9. This is Talk Money, and my guest again, Jamie Fish and Terry Hurt. Now, Terry, we you mentioned right up front, and I think it's because you look for it, some people think, well, if I don't say anything, it'll be okay. But you're saying communicate, communicate, communicate. You're saying don't practice this silence thing openly discuss. Now, why is it that people think that they can keep this thing going by being silent and not saying anything and and their feelings aren't going to be hurt? How does that happen? I mean, do you see that? I know you see that in your practice. How do you encourage both? And I And I'm really saying, how do you encourage the lady? That's really, let's get to the bottom of it. I'm really saying, how do you encourage the spouse, the wife, in this particular case, to speak up? Well, there's there's a couple of scenarios. So sometimes in a family, they have everything they need, and so there really isn't a need to talk about a budget in their mind. So my finances are great. I can buy what I want when I want. Therefore, we don't have a problem. Therefore, we don't need to be talking about it. And so that is is... A rabbit hole mm. that you really don't want to go down because at some point, and every woman out there listening to me today needs to understand that statistically speaking, your spouse will die first. And so eventually you will have to get involved in your finances. And it's best to do it early on when you're not in a stressful situation. Um, the second scenario happens because people are conflict adverse. They know if they open the, the bag that we have to really talk about this, and now we're going to have to have some heated discussions, and someone's going to have to commit and make a decision, and they don't really want the responsibility for well, that. Well, that, I think you're talking about the fact that if they get into that, they're going to end up talking to Jamie, and they don't want to go there. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's really what happens. And Jamie, people fear if we get into this discussion, we can't handle it, so we got to go to the counselor. Yeah. Yes. And, you know, I, I also want to give the other side of the coin, you know, because women don't get involved, spouses, their spouses feel extra pressure to have that entire burden on them. And, you know, it is a big burden. They're making decisions. They're doing them on their own. They don't have the spouse's input because the spouse doesn't want to be involved. And then when things don't work out, you have a conflict. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's so critical. I can, I can remember in a particular situation in the Shoemaker household that I had gone through all the research, and I'm a statistic guy, run the numbers, and I've got all kinds of data. It's a, excuse me, a thick, thick, thick portfolio of data. So the decision was made off of the numbers, not the emotions. I said, come on, Linda, I want you to go look at this and help me out with it. And we, it was a piece of land that was thinking about buying. And I mean, it was you know, I, it was definitely a good deal. No question that it was a good deal. But when she, with me, we rode on the property in her great way of, of just absolutely not having any problem communicating with me, she just <laughs> turned and said, what are you thinking? 
and I said, what? What are you talking about? And she was very, she said, this is too far. This is this. And she had five reasons. I mean, we had been on the property 10 minutes, and she saw things that there's no way I would have seen. Oh, let me put it this way. I may have seen them, but I was very good at pushing them aside based off the numbers. Right. And that was a great thing. So what I guess we ought to say to people is that's good communication. By the way, phenomenal decision. We rode around, turned around, went had lunch and drove home, and that was the end of that conversation. Right. That's six months of work that went out the window in a 10-minute conversation, but she was extremely wise. Now, here's what I think we ought to say to people. That's breaking that silence mentality. Mm-hmm. My two daughters don't have any problem voicing their opinion when it comes to finances. They learned it from their mom. And if we're not careful, we'll pass generation to generation of keeping silent, not saying anything, and the next generation does the same thing. Well, I think that's what we see with couples is they behave exactly the way their parents behaved with respect to finances or relationships, Mm -hmm. and it's ingrained. And so it is important because your kids are watching yeah, no kidding, from that standpoint. What about financial conflict? Now, we're talking about that, Jamie. When they end up in your office, and you, you do, do you see financial conflict being the primary problem, or is it just an outward expression of a much In some conflict? cases, in okay. some cases, but, but usually it's a secondary issue or it's something surfacing. in the background. It'll come up a little bit later, and it's usually a, a kind of a side effect of the overall relationship, the lack of communication, lack of commitment. Um, you know, kind of functioning separate from one another. So we have to address it at some point in time, and and uh, usually we're referring people to specialists in that. Yeah. Uh, but we we want to get them the best help that they can get, and 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 when we can identify that that's the issue that they need to deal with, then we'll do that. Let me let me ask the question, and I, either one of you can respond to this. I mean, here we are. Do you ever find that there's deception when it comes to money? And deception creates a much bigger problem. Not that it's not that they're trying to be deceptive, but they just don't want to admit. I, I've had some cases where I've seen that, and when I've taught finances, where there's just been purchases that have been made that no one knows about, that they've got a hidden closet someplace. What do you, Jamie? Let's start with you, and then Terry, I'll come to you. What What do you do, Jamie? How do you confront that? Well, I've had people come in with uh, credit cards with a PO box that they were having it sent there and they were channeling funds that way. And I thought they'd be great in the government, but uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, usually I'm, I'm trying to get them to come to the table to just lay out their folder and let everything be on the table so that uh, there's uh, trust can be rebuilt. We can uh, start uh, having open communication and, uh, and there's no, no secrets. I guess what we think is that, if I don't tell anybody, it'll go away, and I won't have to worry about it. I could deal with it later. Terry, how do you deal with that? I mean, that's an issue. Well, if someone comes into my office, you know, we're, we are going to peel away at the onion because numbers don't lie. So we know what comes in. We know what goes out. We know what should be remaining at the end. And so it's important to, you know, come clean, uh, be honest. But I, I, I do have friends that make purchases they don't tell their spouses because they don't want the conflict that results yeah. from it. So even though they have the money to spend, the spouse has got them on a chokehold and basically, you know, doesn't approve of purchases. Even though, you know, it, it, they can clearly afford it. They just want 
them to not spend the money. All right, you used the big word there, chokehold, and I think we need to deal with the elephant in the room. Um, we talk about this sometimes. I know I had a couple that was in, and he literally, I used it several times with him, He would, I would say, you squeeze the nickel till the buffalo sits down. I mean, you're <laughs> so tight. And she had come from a home where uh, the background was not a healthy background from her family, and, and therefore, when they had money, they spent it. I mean, because they don't, were not sure they were going to have any money next week. Um, and so it was two diverse backgrounds. And at first, it was like the choco. You mentioned choco. He was the choco. He was going to squeeze it. He expected every nickel he had, the buffalo, to sit down and obey. And so there was an enormous amount of conflict there. Mm-hmm. Jamie, help me with this, because... There's people listening right now that are thinking, that's my situation. All right, free counseling. What would you tell them to do? Well, I try to get them, again, on the same page, but yep. then uh, adopt some principles that they will both agree on. And uh, we draw those from the Bible. Okay. And, uh, and usually they're relational uh, principles, and then the, the uh, money principles will, will uh, just kind of fold in with that. So I'm, I'm really trying to get them to, to uh, reject... Um, strategies that they've tried to employ in the past, come clean, open up, and and be honest about everything that's going on, not run as some kind of a, a separate agenda uh, from the, the other person, and then um, get them to uh, start to uh, embrace some principles that will help them move forward together. Do you find that when they get to you, they want to do that, or are they still got their turf that they're still fighting their turf? Well, there's a funny Geico commercial out these days uh, with Tarzan and Jane, and <laughs> and uh, I think it points to uh, some trends that are pretty common among men and women. Tarzan is king of the jungle, and he doesn't need directions from anybody. <laughs> and uh, so generally speaking, when people come and see me, I think they'd rather go see a dentist than see me. But uh, if we can get them to recognize, okay, we're, we're kind of stuck. Gotcha. And my role is just to kind of help reframe what, what you're doing get some input, work together, and then identify some strengths and minimize the weaknesses. I believe the healthiest people in the world are people who can say no to themselves and yes to a common goal. Terry, we'll come back in a minute. I want you to answer that same question. I know a lot of people think about waiting for that financial, you know, the the big check account is going to get all of a sudden, maybe you're going to win the lottery or whatever. I know that happens, but I want to talk about what you would recommend when there's that push-pull, how would you deal with that in your practice? Because, I mean, sometimes you're trying to make very critical decisions about their financial life, and, and they're not doing it, or they're one's lording over the other. We talked about communication. If you just tuned in, you're listening to Talk Money. My guest, Jamie Fish from Bellevue Baptist Church. He's a pastor and a counselor, marriage counselor. And Terry Hurd, a financial advisor from Shoemaker Financial. You're listening to Talk Money on The Voice. FM 107.9 and AM 990, Talk Radio for the Mid-South. We'll be back in a minute with more of Talk Money, Terry Hurt and Jamie Fish. Stay with us. You don't want to miss the rest of this program. Be sure to like us on Facebook to search Shoemaker Financial. We'll be right back with more Talk Money after this. 
You're listening to Talk Money. Shoemaker Financial and Securing Financial Services do not provide specific tax and or legal advice, and this information should not be considered as such. You should always consult with your tax and or legal advisor regarding your own specific tax and or legal situation. And now, here's your host, Jim Shoemaker. And welcome back. I'm Jim Shoemaker. You're listening to The Voice, AM 990 and FM 107.9, Radio for the Mid-South. My guests today, Terry Hurt and Jamie Fish. We're talking about money and marriage. And uh, there's always that great need for direction and counseling in our culture. And sometimes it appears that money is one of those Vicious little problems that occur in families that create all kind of issues. And so we thought it would be important for us to understand that relationship between money and marriage and what happens when you don't agree on how to spend your money. Well, that happens more than we'd like to think that it does. Uh, In fact, there's a program following this program that has been built totally around how we spend money incorrectly. We get into debt, and Dave Ramsey has done a great job. But we know that sometimes Dave focuses on one point, and that is critical, getting out of debt. And we're talking about some big issues here about communication, about not being silent with your, you know, when you've got problems and learning how to speak up. And uh, Terry Hurt and Jamie Fish are doing a great job with that. Terry, when we took the break, we were actually talking about how do you how do you step up and say, I've got this issue. How do you not confront? The confront word sounds too harsh. But that's really what sometimes has to happen. Um, I can remember, I I was counseling a couple. I'm going to set this up to show you. And this couple came in, and they were literally, Jamie, I'm sure you've seen this, starry-eyed. I mean, they were, you know, it's like they were shocked because they were knew that all of a sudden they were struggling. But they would have never told you when they went through premarital counseling in the first five years of marriage that they would not be. I mean, that they would have any kind of financial problems. He was extremely financially aware of what's going on. She was a great lady, had a great understanding. And honestly, I would have told you they communicated. Here's what happened. And it helped help you understand what I'm asking for. He was helping her clean the house one day. They were just being a young couple. And she said something to him about, we need to get a new bedroom suit. Something. I mean, it was something like that. And he looked at her. He, this is her description. He looked at her as if he had been hit by a baseball bat and broke down, crying. Wow. And, and, and he had so much pressure on him because he was trying to provide. And he was trying his best to get to what, you know, provide for the family. They didn't have any children yet, but he was honoring her. And she just made a simple little, we need to get a new bedroom suit. And it crushed him. And, man, they were sitting in my office, I mean, going, we don't know what we're doing. I mean, <laughs> so it was the point was, all of a sudden, I'm trying to help them get through. It wasn't serious. I mean, it was serious. Don't get me wrong. But they were not in financial crisis, but it was that communication. Mm-hmm. How do you help people understand that, Terry? Well, you know, it, it's a big emotional machine. And people come in and... It's really more about emotion than it is about the numbers. You know, people have an emotional blueprint that's left on them from how they were raised or what they observed growing up in their own households, and they bring that to the table, and sometimes they don't mix. Uh, And so when couples come into my office, 
no matter how young they are or how many years they've been married, I always find that there's an emotional underpinning that is driving the boat. And so it's important to really have a conversation with with this couple about what's important to them. And in some cases, it's just a matter of of being heard. You know, the husband has always been driving the boat in the family. He's the breadwinner. He's made all the financial decisions. The wife is feeling like she's been surpassed maybe, or her voice doesn't matter. And that, that is not really the case in most cases, but that's her perception. And until he's, you clear, he's been working, she's been raising children and, and he's the finance guy. She's not, that's what you're talking right. about. Right. And so, you know, it's important for her to have a voice in this process in the reverse, you know, we're seeing a lot of stay-at-home dads now. You know, men that aren't working because women have full-blown careers and they're becoming the breadwinners. And so it's important to really figure out what's important to each person individually and then formulate a plan that integrates both both of those needs. Yeah, that's a great point. Premarital. Let's go back to that premarital counseling, Jamie. From that standpoint, you're starting them out. You know, let me let me ask you this. What what kind of advice? Let's just nail it down. One, two, three. What kind of advice do you share? I mean, when I think about it, marriage and money is, I mean, top three reasons people get divorced. You know, money is right up there at the top. Yeah. And because of the lack of communication, whatever. So give me some. They're about to get married or they just got married. What are you telling them? Well, one of the things that I mentioned a little bit earlier is when people come in, they, they don't think that it really applies to them it's, or it's not going to apply to them. You've got two people that are earning full-time salaries. They've got a lot of excess uh, disposable money. They can kind of buy whatever they want, and then things change. The terrain changes. Um, one stays home with, with a child. They're building their family. They, uh, a lot of that disposable income becomes locked into long-term debt uh, for a house, for cars, whatever, and and then there's tension and there's pressure and there's frustration. And so um, just trying to encourage people to to take advantage of the resources that are out there and, and you know, contact your office or someplace else where they can get the help that will help them uh, to be prepared for some of that. Yeah, that's so critical. If you just tuned in, my guest is Terry Hurt and Jamie Fish. Jamie Fish's telephone number is 347. It's 901 347 5830 901-347-5830. Uh, give him a call, and uh, if you've got something you'd like to ask him, uh, just, just mention the fact that you heard him on the, the radio. Terry Hart's telephone number, 757-5757, area code 901-757-5757. When we come back, we're going to literally look at five things to do. If you're a relationship between money and marriage and what's happening with you and it doesn't agree and you're not, you're shook up about how to spend your money and you're not communicating well, we've got five things you ought to look at. We're going to give you those five things when we come back. You're listening to The Voice, FM 107.9 and AM 990. Talk radio for the Mid-South. I'm Jim Shoemaker. Terry Hurt and Jamie Fish are my guests. And we're talking about relationships, money and marriage. We'll be back after this. Have a question you'd like answered on the program? Email talkmoney at shoemakerfinancial.com. We'll be right back with more Talk Money after this. Memphis native Abe Fortas lived in an era of great challenge in our nation's history. 
Along the way to becoming a Supreme Court justice, Fortas worked for the SEC and the Department of the Interior during the Roosevelt administration. He joined the armed forces and was honorably discharged in 1945, and he helped found Arnold and Palmer, one of the largest law firms in the world today. But what Fortas is most known for is his elevation of the rights of children during his time on the Supreme Court. In a landmark ruling in 1967, Fortas' majority opinion extended the guarantees of the 14th Amendment regarding the rights to sufficient notice, counsel, the right to confront witnesses, and protection against self-incrimination to juvenile cases. This expanded a decision rendered the previous year, which abolished the parental status of the states and required them to provide children accused of a crime with an opportunity to make a defense, which forever changed the juvenile justice system. This has been another Mid-South History Moment brought to you by Shoemaker Financial. You're listening to Talk Money. Investments will fluctuate and when redeemed may be worth more or less than when originally invested. Past performance is not indicative of future results. And now here's your host, Jim Shoemaker. Well, have I told you before, here's the reality. Relationship between money and marriage is not always what it's cranked up to be. As we started the program, we talked about the fairy tale, the prince and the princess or the prince and the the lady that uh, wounding this princess to be wealthy and good looking. And, you know, you hope that's what happens, but that's not always the fairy tale. The reality is you got to communicate. You got to figure out some common ground. Well, my guests, Terry Hurt and Jamie Fish. Terry Hurt's a Shoemaker Financial Advisor. Jamie Fish, Marriage Counselor and Pastor with Bellevue Baptist Church. And we're here to understand what happens. What happens when you don't agree about how to spend money and it creates a bigger problem? As we know, divorce, one of the top three reasons for divorce in America today, is the argument about money. And uh, that's a bad argument, guys. I hate to tell you, we ought to be able to communicate, but it creates all kind of problems. And so let me start with you, Terry. What, let's go, we want to give them some ways to work through this. We've been talking about it. Reality is, if we don't give them some thoughts about how to deal with it, we haven't done a good program. What, give me some. Give me the first one. Well, you have to find common ground. You know, come to the table, you know, with the willingness to work together to find a common ground, a common goal, and discuss the goals and the timelines for these goals. You know, what's important to you? What do you want to get accomplished in your life together? You mentioned earlier, too, about finding help. Jamie, you actually talked about that, getting the help. And I, you know, that's why we wanted the two of you on the program. You, too, in my opinion, would be two of the field. Get a marriage counselor. Somebody can help you communicate. Sometimes people just are broken down when it comes to communication. Or there's it's gridlock. They just can't uh, come to the table. They can't get in the same room. Is because it they're anger? So hurt. Well, some cases. Some cases is. Sometimes it's uh, just disappointment. And uh, and Terry mentioned a little bit earlier about how just people can't talk. It's something, an area that they can't really, they don't, they can't talk can't freely talk, about it. Well, yeah, I get that. So finding counselor, marriage counselor, and number two, finding a financial counselor that helps them get through to that. Yes. Um, guys, that's that's number one, finding help. But let me ask you this. Before we actually start finding help, do you have to admit that you need help? I mean, isn't that kind of the – if you're an alcoholic, you have to admit that you're an alcoholic. Yes. If you're a drug addict, you have to admit I mean, you And I see sometimes people spending money. It's an addiction of how they do that. They 
you know, you know, I know I can't go into Walmart. I, I'm not allowed <laughs> into Walmart, you know, because it costs me $100 if I walk through the door. So, I mean, you know what I'm saying. I mean, yes. people just, they are spending sometimes. That's how they get a, a release or whatever. So they need to at first admit they need help and then seek help. Yes. That's a great point. Number two, what would be the second thing we're going to do, Terry? Let's go to you. Well, you know, once you've set your goals and your timelines for the goals, it's important to establish a realistic budget. And I think that's where the rub is going to come. You know, if someone is the breadwinner, whether it be male or female, and the stay-at-home mom or dad has to live and die by the budget, there may not be a reality check on what it actually costs to run a household. And so even though the breadwinner might want to stick to a budget of X, it may be an unrealistic budget for the person who's staying at home to live and die by that budget. Uh, so that creates a problem of communication about ja- right. Jamie, do you see where budget sometimes, I know you talk about, you know, they need to have a budget yes. and get, what do you see with budgets? I mean, is that sometimes a, a problem or, or, or is it really a solution? Well, I think it's a it's a helpful thing uh, for the short term and the long term because they say no to themselves about certain things, so they can say yes later on okay. together and not have the conflict. Um, many many years ago, I, this is when I was first starting counseling. I had a couple come in and um, they were newlyweds, and she got pregnant early on. Well, they had a little bit of money in the bank. They had two incomes. They knew that was going to change. Um, they wanted to have. Uh, a, a good down payment on a home. They wanted to be in a home when the baby came. So they both were saving money hand over fist. They had a list of goals that they had. About seventh on the list was a truck. <laughs> I, I and, know where you're headed with this one. <laughs> and one day he rolled up in the driveway with a truck, and she, she he said, come out and look what I got. And <laughs> obviously she was not happy because she was aiming and thought they both were aiming for a home yeah. and for a down payment on a home. And he rolls up in this beautiful truck, and he got a great deal, but it caused an incredible problem. That's why they came in. They sure. usually there's some uh, conflict that the anchor drops, and we can't go forward with unless we deal. with You know this. what I what I would call that, and I'm sure you would call this the same thing too. Sometimes there's this. It's about me, and me was the truck. I want my truck, and. She was the nest and the home and those things, and he should have understood that. So really, when you're talking about, I mean, guys, we're talking about a heavy subject here. This is about men and women, you know, testosterone and estrogen and all those things. And, uh, you know, give me say this to anybody listening. Let me just very bluntly say, men, listen to me, very careful. You must understand your wife wants a nest. And you need to provide the nest. The truck is not a nest. Yeah, he was real creative in his justification. Oh, for sure. We had had an ice storm the year before, and it was a four-wheel drive. <laughs> One ice storm out of 30 you know, uh-huh. years. I hear you. So literally, you know, understanding goals, that was kind of what you're talking about, Terry, in the timeline, and making sure that we're working through that process. And uh, uh, you used something earlier. I think, Jamie, you said something about vision. What did you call that? You had a great word for that. Well, just that uh, division is two visions. Yeah. And if you've got two visions, you're going to go two different directions. And, and somehow can, we've got to come together. Got to come together. Got to work out that mm-hmm. issue. That's a, that's a great point. Um, okay, I got a plan, Terry. What am I going to do with my plan? Well, you're going to execute the plan. And I think where a lot of people fall short is they get together, they formulate a budget, 
and they feel like it's very restrictive. And so as part of this budget, you know, set some ground rules. You know, if if we make a purchase over $200, we're going to have to jointly agree on it. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm not saying that both people have to approve of every penny that's being spent, but come, come to the table and set some ground rules for your spending. And it's important to come back and make sure that you're, you're monitoring the budget. Is it working? Was it a realistic budget that you set up? Does it need to be adjusted? You know, do we have excess cash coming out of that budget? And so how do you manage that? And so how do you manage that? And so I think the monitoring part is really where people fall short uh, because a budget was set and everybody believes a budget is carved in stone, but it's actually a very fluid thing that needs to be talked about regularly. Mm. You know, as, as inflation hits and prices go up, the budget needs to be adjusted. So we're saying don't put it, don't make it a shackle, don't put a ball and chain on somebody, and that's what we have a tendency to do. Men, we have a tendency to do that. We think we run the budget. I've had guys to do a great budget. They're living on it, and all of a sudden, wasn't a truck, it was a fishing boat. And, uh, you know, he comes in with a fishing boat. Had no clue. Nobody had a clue. When you come back, guys, we're going to dive into a couple of other reasons and some thoughts about getting out of debt. But one one of the things, if you're looking to get a, a budget, wanting to some guidelines on a budget, send me an email at talkmoney at shoemakerfinancial.com. That's talkmoney at shoemakerfinancial.com. And we'll be glad to give you some very specific guidelines on how to, to set up a budget, some percentages that will help you based on the income that you have. We'll provide that for you absolutely free. That's just talkmoney at shoemakerfinancial.com. You're listening to us at uh, This is Talk Money, the voice, the radio for the Mid-South, talk radio for the Mid-South. I'll be back in just a few minutes with more from Terry Hurt and Jamie Fish talking about marriage, relationships, and money. We'll be back. Just stay with us. Life insurance products contain fees, such as mortality and expense charges, and may contain restrictions, such as surrender periods. We'll be right back with more Talk Money after this. Are you aging? Well, I am. This is Mac Bailey from the Bailey Law Firm. As we age, our concerns and needs change. An updated estate plan will give you peace of mind regarding your family and your future. Your will is about your wishes and not always about your wealth. What are your wishes? Please call us at 901-843-2760 or visit us at thebaileylawfirm.com. Again, this is Mac Bailey from the Bailey Law Firm telling you that today is the youngest you will ever be. Let us help you with your estate planning, elder law, and probate needs. It's what we do. You're listening to Talk Money. Some of the insurance facts stated are from the 2015 Life Insurance Awareness Month fact sheet produced by Limra. And now here's your host, Jim Shoemaker. And welcome back. You're listening to Talk Money here on AM 990 and FM 107.9, The Voice Talk Radio for the Mid-South. My guests, Terry Hurt and Jamie Fish, we're talking about money, marriage, and how do you deal with the questions that we all have about, you know, how do you manage your budget and how do you make sure that you stay on budget? What's the common ground? How do you get help and all those issues that we have? And, you know, we're trying to just give you some insight into the fact that, 
Marriage and money work together and not splinter it off. And yet we find out statistically that out of the top three reasons for divorce in the Mid-South, um, money happens to be right at the top. Now, guys, let me, let's me let talk about this. Terry, I, I guess you said earlier, stick to the plan and, and the reality. And But if I've got a plan, I've got two people working on a plan, and I've got to have communication. And sometimes I know uh, you can say that you know, you'd have a dominant person that does all the talking. And I have one in, in my practice that I know that when they come in, uh, I mean, I have to make sure she's included or she just sits there. And I mean, it's very obvious. And this is not an older couple. This is a young couple. So two voices are important that we make sure that everybody understands that. Right. Having Making sure everybody's heard, I think, is critical. A lot of times couples come in and they just want to be heard. They want to have an equal voice in the formulation of their financial plan and their budgets. And making sure that they feel heard, I think, really uh, breaks down the barriers to formulate a more effective, optimum plan. Um, I had a couple come in recently. Uh, one had, in, had just inherited some money. Which one? Uh, the wife. The spouse. Okay, the she wife. She was a stay-at-home mom okay. for their entire marriage. He managed all the finances. And at the end of the day, she came in and said, I want to manage this money on my own. Now, uh, how long have they been married? They've been married 40-plus years. Okay. And I said, well, okay, you know, technically an inheritance doesn't have to be shared with your spouse. That's fine. Um, how do you feel about it? And I talked to the spouse, and he says, well, when I got my inheritance, you know, from my parents, I bought you a car. And she says, well, that's not going to happen here. I'm managing my money. This is my money, and I'm going to determine exactly what happens to it. So as we got through the conversation, what was really happening is she just wanted to have a voice. Mm. At the end of the day, the inheritance went into a joint account. Uh, they decided jointly how they were going to spend it and what they were going to do with it. But but this person just needed to be heard and feel like she had a voice listening to her and she had a say in what was going on in their financial world. And so I gave her a voice and jointly we formulated a plan and they're very happy. I mean, they came in and after 40-some years of marriage had never been able to have an effective discussion about finances, got it worked out. They're happy as clams. They come in, they're smiling, there's no stress anymore. Everybody knows which direction it's headed, and everybody knows that they have an equal voice in the plan. So communication, and she used the fact that she got an inheritance to make that statement. Well, it gave her some power. Gave her some power. Jamie, do you see that sometimes that there's a tremendous need for that? Yes, and I've seen it uh, unfold and fall apart because of that. Same thing, a blessing was given, and one person wanted to manage that and control it and do what they wanted to, and it was the beginning of a huge fissure because they started to then pay for their own meals when they would go out, mm-hmm. went out with them one time, and how many checks? Two checks? And they said, no, three. Oh, my goodness. And so, um, unfortunately, we weren't able to turn the corner on it wow. because of a blessing. Yeah, so, so that tur- it was so embedded, yeah. so deep in that person that they couldn't break yeah. it loose. In your case, you were able to work them through, Terry, 
and and guide that. And it became a blessing and it became a unification of the right. family. Could go either way. You have to pay attention to it and be sensitive to it. Uh, you know, getting back to your point of the meeting with your clients where he's more dominant in the meeting than she is, you know, was exactly the approach I took in this meeting because she, she needed to be heard and I need to make sure she understands. And actually she's a sharp cookie. So at the end of the day, she really drove the plan more than he did. He's financially astute. He's been doing it for years. Uh, But, but it all worked out. But they needed to have that conversation. Right. And that was after 40 years of plus of marriage, that conversation was critical for the next 40 years of their marriage. Right. Yeah. Okay. That's great, guys. Well, if you just tuned in, you've been listening, of course, to Terry Hurt and uh, Jamie Fish. If you want to talk to Jamie, 347-5830, 347-5830. Jamie is a pastor and biblical counselor at Bellevue Baptist Church. Terry Hurt, if you'd like to talk to her, 757-5757. And uh, she's a financial counselor, of course, at Shoemaker Financial. We've been talking about a subject that I find to be extremely interesting and a very important relationship between money and marriage and what happens when you don't agree with how to spend your money. Guys, thank you so much for today's program. You've done a great job. Thanks for having me. Well, all right. Well, I want to just remind you that we are here every week talking to you about money. My director, my, my, excuse me, I guess I need to say this correctly. My producer and board operator is uh, Gil Worth and guest content coordination, Francis Fortner. Production assistant is Eleanor Moscovich and compliance officer, Tommy Armstrong. Mid-South History Moment is read by Rebecca Brazier and written by Drew Johnson. I'm Jim Shoemaker. We thank you for being with us. We're here every week helping you make the most of your money. Jim Shoemaker and Terry Hurd are registered representatives and investment advisor representatives of Securing Financial Services Incorporated. Member FINRA SIPC, Shoemaker Financial is independently owned and operated. Shoemaker Financial and Securing Financial Services Incorporated are not affiliated with Jamie Fish.